Jesse. And we're introducing this episode in Gatang and Ngeba. We are Bu, Ngata Birvai Dangari Galban, Guruwa Galgalban. Yamagara, Ngati Ngeba Waradri Megara, Nyano Ngiamaralang in a episode ga. Gata Nyerun, Naragi Burajar Joelin. Nyano Yanagiri, Talang Yano Yanala Yapago. This episode of Yanquest is very special to all of us here at Awesome Black. The theme Indigenous Languages, that is the first and true languages of this continent, is one that would not be possible without the tireless work of language keepers, revitalizers, and even learners. We pay our respects and acknowledge the important work our language elders have done, especially their fight to maintain and rebuild our languages. It's important to remember that it wasn't long ago when our old people were not allowed to speak our languages at all we would have been punished. But our elders kept teaching and speaking in secret. And it is because of this that so many of us are now able to relearn what was stolen. When you're listening today, I want you to think about the land you live on. And maybe later, you can get an adult to help you find the local word for hello. I'm Bunjalung, so my word is Jingiwala. This is Winnie singing a Nyampa song about the emu. What dance do we do to that one? The emu. Ah, oh, that's it. Do you know what our gatang word is for kangaroo? Bumboy. Hi, my name is Sybil. I'm Bunjalang. If you want to say hi in Bunjalang, you say Jingiwala. Here's some of my favourite words in Bunjalang. Echidna, Jenna Jenna, Platypus, Janban, Kangaroo, Gulaman. Oh, and thank you is Bugube. Bugube! Sunday and I'm Birabai. This song is about a fish. The language that it is in is Gatang. This song is called Makoro. Oh, 
the song Manapana. This song is from my country, Nepal, and I'm going to be singing it with my sister Sunday. Manapana me morapo tinkango, Manapana manapo tinkango, Manapana me morapo tinkango, Manapana morapo tinkango. I'm saying my favourite Nyapa words. Kipacha. Normally I can't say it properly. I have this um, Nyapa book of mine and Sunday has her, I think it's Gurton. We're learning words together from our book and I know lots of words, just some I just forget and I don't know how to say. It is important to learn Nyingpa words and I feel happy when I say Nyingpa words and it makes me feel proud. This is a Gatang song about the fresh water travelling east to the ocean. Let's go. One day, old man kangaroo was laying in the sun, getting nice and warm. Wombat came walking by and saw him. Hey, Bunda, what are you doing there? Yama, Garu, I'm just warming up. It was a bit cold this morning, said Bunda. I'm going down to the Bagay to see Guda and Wangui. Wanna come? Asked Garu. Oh, yes, please. The sand on the bank will be nice and warm to lay in, said Bunda and off they went down to the river. Koala and Wallaby were waiting, sitting on the bank in the warm sand. Koala and Wombat went to get some fish and Wangui started a fire. Guda and Garu came back with heaps of fish and everyone had a yummy warm brekkie by the river. Glossary of the Gamilaroi words used. Mal means one, bula two, galiba three. 
Banda, Kangaroo, Garu, Wombat, Gouda, Koala, Wangui, Wallaby. Kena gaeng o jawan, nganyun di bijar, naithan nyamungaya kumbengir panjelang kimilarai janber. Daroi mujalinyan niagegu. Hello everyone, my name is Nathan Brennan and I'm a kumbengir panjelang and kimilarai man living in Coffs Harbour in New South Wales. And today I'm going to be talking about my work and my work is I'm a kumbengir language educator. So... Part of my job is teaching young people about Gumbengia language and how to speak it and how to learn it, and even adults as well. So Nathan, why is your job as a language teacher so important? It's very important that we have Gumbengia uh, language educators within our schools because young, as young people growing up on Gumbengia country, it's really important that as living on Gumbengir country, that you're able to connect with Gumbengir culture and learn about Gumbengir country. And one of the ways that young people can do that is through learning our language. And when you learn Gumbengir language, you learn about all the stories in the country and you learn all the Gumbengir names and the special places um, and things that those places were associated with. So we have this particular island out here at our um, in Coffs Harbour and we call that island Gidan Miro in Gumbengir language. And that island is known as Mutton Bird Island. So Gidan is our moon. And Mirao means sacred place. So Mutton Bird Island is a very special place for the moon. And that's associated with the tides, which the moon controls. But also it it is around full moon ceremonies. It's about the moon birds that live there that they call um, mutton birds. And so that's a special place of ceremony for the moon. So Giden is the name of our moon. So that's an example of how when you learn about Gumbengir language that you get to learn about the Gumbengir country. So um, it's very important that we share that and that that history is acknowledged by not just Gumbengir children, but all children and young people and even older people that live on Gumbengir country, that they learn the history of their country and the place in which they live. Uh, one of our stories talks about um, the making of the sea. And in that particular story, there was two women that actually made their gun eyes, their yam sticks. And when they travelled around the country, they hit the ground with their yam sticks and they said, Ngalua. Ngalua means become water. And they'd hit it again and said, Gidora. And that meant become sand. So that history of um, creating the sea tells a story of sea level rise thousands and thousands of years ago when our sea levels rose to their present day. What would you say is the most surprising thing about your job? The most surprising thing that I, that I think in my role is when I work with young people, teaching them Gumbangira language and I work with children as young as three and it's amazing how quickly that they can pick up the language. So as young people, the best way to learn language is at a very young age. And so once we get a bit older, it's really hard for us to, to take on new languages and learn new languages. Sometimes I'll go into the school and we'll talk about things like, we'll, we'll use words like normal 
which is kangaroo, and then, you know, they'll pick up those words really quick and then we'll, we'll build on that and we'll go, nungo garaji, which means kangaroo hopping, and then, oh, nungo baguli monimba, so a kangaroo sitting on a rock. So those types of words and how we build their language, they're able to pick it up really quick. And what is your most favourite part of your job? You know, when you work with, I think the hardest thing in terms of teaching Gumbayangir language is actually working with older people. So the hardest, the, the biggest challenge when you're teaching language is probably the opposite end of the scales when we're saying that younger people pick up language, new languages much quicker. It can be quite difficult for older people that are, you know, in their like 50s, 60s that have, um, I guess, greater challenges in picking up the language because... They've, they've, they're so ingrained within their own particular language, so which it might be English or their native language, whatever it is. And so it can be really hard once you get to an age of 50 or 60 to, to be able to um, understand the language and understand the really interesting parts within the language, things like grammar that, um, that really are the foundation to our language. So it's a great challenge actually working with older people and it's something that... Um, I work with a lot of older people and elders within our community around picking up the language. So it's an enjoyable challenge. It's something that I love coming to do every week is working with our elders to reclaim the language that was taken from them so that they can pass it on to their grandchildren. Now, what is the hardest part about your job teaching language? So my favourite part of my job is going into actually preschools, um, believe it or not. And I love working with young people um, and I work a lot with young people around three and four and they are really fun when it comes to learning language. So we do lots of lots of activities when it comes to learning language. So some of the things that we'll talk about is like we'll say nungo. So I love the sounds and shapes of our words. So the word nungo means kangaroo. And if we add nungo garaji on it, that means kangaroo hop. So for example, we can do that action with the children. So we can go around and be kangaroos hopping. I can say jibin bungi. Jibin bungi means bird fly. And then we will do the actions of jibin bungi. And then it might be yamar bulgi. So yamar is a fish. And then we do all these amazing actions. The thing that I love about um, working with young people is the way that they pick up language as well is a lot through songs and through stories. So we do lots of songs and lots of storytelling. So one of the, one of my favourite songs actually do with them and I might do it is a song called Binderay. So Binderay in Gumbengio means river and uh, this song is Binderay Jurie. So Binderay Jurie means the river is flowing and we'll use our hand, ac hand actions as well. So we really incorporate all the movements and body parts as well as the singing and the, the song goes like this. It goes Binderay Jurie Jurie Barwaye so yeah, so binderay jurie, the binderay jurie, jurie barwaye. So the big river is flowing. And so we get to do lots and lots of those songs, but we also get to do lots and lots of storytelling as well. And so that gives me the opportunity to tell, tell different stories in Gumbengir. 
And so one of the stories that we tell is the story of our creator, Yuludala. And Yuludala came from the east. And so when this man saw Yuludala, he said, oh, Kalang. And Kalang in our language means, oh, wow. And he goes, Waru, Waru Nari. He says, who's that big Jalambo? Never seen a man like that before. And so they seen this golden man. And so all the people gathered up. And they said, okay, let's catch this golden man. And so they chased him. And so they chased this golden man north. And then he started to come south again. And just as they were about to get him, Angaram Yagarangagay Yagarang. So they followed him. Naramaragay. So followed him and chased him. Angaram Bulgadaga doing Yelena Yidamudang. So they almost caught him, but they failed. And this golden man said, Ngalua, just as they were about to catch him. So Ngalua means water. And he put a river into the country. And so he cut a canoe from his tree. Cut a canoe from the tree and he paddled across the river. And some of the people followed him. Yagarang followed him. And some people stayed on the northern side of the river. And the father said, I name Najibijarambang Yamwajar Banjalang. And he named he said, I name this country Banjalang. And he said so you mob staying on this part of the country will speak Banjalang. And then on the other side of the river, he said, I named this country Yaigir. And he named that country Yaigir. And he kept going along and he went up along the mountains up through Dorigo and then eventually come down towards the Nambaka Valley. And he laid another river again, just as they were about to catch him. So Ingerambul Gadaga doing... Yelena Yidamudang almost caught him but failed. And he said, Ngalua again, the father Yuludala. And he put another river in the country. And again at that river he said, Najibijarambang Yamwajar Gumbangir. And he named that country Gumbangir. And on the south, south side he said, Najibijarambang Yamwajar Nyamba. And he named that country Yam, Nyamba. And Yarang. he kept going and he put all these rivers in the country with all the different languages. So that's our story about how we got our languages. And so I get to go into the, the early childhood centers and we get to tell those stories, but also implement all the language as well. So all the young people that I work with not only get to learn that story, but they get to learn all the different meanings to the words that I say in Gumbi and get that go along with that story as well. Yeah, and our young people are starting to grow up really strong now because they're learning language at an earlier age and they're really strong in their identity. And so that, that makes them proud in who they are. So when they grow up, they'll be proud in their identity and strong in who they are. And because they're proud in their identity and they're and grounded in their identity, they'll they'll do better. They'll do really well in life. They'll be a big part of their community where they're doing lots of amazing things and passing on our language and our culture to the next generation as well. Now, this is my favourite question. How did our people do this job before colonisation? Our, our mob were very family-orientated mobs. So we, so because we had, back in the old days, we had no jobs, you know, so we, so most of our time was spent with our family. So, um, so yeah, we had no jobs to go to. Um, you know, we, we did lots of recreation. We did lots of recreational activities. And so we did lots of family activities as well. And so... Young people growing up, they actually spend a lot of time with with their parents and with their and with their grandparents. So, you know, instead of going to school, their school was actually sitting down with their parents and their grandparents each day. And their grandparents would tell them all those stories that you know that story of Yuludala that I just told. You know, telling them how the languages came to the country, 
and telling them particular stories that were really important for them to learn as they grow up into adults. And a lot of those stories were about, you know, the importance of things like sharing with other people. So um, sharing amongst your community, but learning the responsibilities that you had to all your all the people in your family as well. So it was really important that we fulfilled our responsibility, not only to our family, but to our country as well, and that we looked after it and we looked after all the things that were with it. And so, and so every Gurri or Aboriginal person at that time was a teacher. Um, we didn't have um, schools or anything like that. So school was every day with your mum and dad going out and learning how to fish, um, you know, learn how to catch your, t- catch your food um, and things like that, where today we go to school to learn so we can earn money, you know, so that we can buy food. Our old people actually learnt how to, you know, catch fish so that they could have a feed every day, so they could catch a kangaroo or learn about all the different bush medicines and bush plants that they could use or eat. And so families were a big part of life because that's where you spend all your time with. Um, where today we don't get to spend as much time with our families because because of things like work and because of things like schools and those types of things. So it was a very different um, life and where... I'm a Gumbengi, a language educator. Um, you learnt that off off your parents and off your grandparents and all the people around you and your family, where you where your teachers and where your educators and the ones that taught you about language. So um, that role has changed over time, but we hope to to have um, to bring that back somewhat by sharing our language with all the people in our community, so that they can um, pass it on to the young people in their families um, as they did before colonisation. If you want to grow up and be a language educator someday, it's really important that you go out and you talk to your elders and maybe have a yarn with some of the elders that still speak the language and and sit down and spend a lot of time with them and learn the language. My, I, I remember my great-great-grandmother um, who was 96 when she passed away and she passed away when I was three years old and she was the last person that spoke Bumbangir in my family and so now that I'm older and I actually learn I've learned a bit of Gumbangir I'm still learning all the time I wish I could go back in time and sit down with my grandmother when I was a bit older and learn about all the different parts of the language and learn about all the stories that she had um, in language so that I could have that she could pass that on to me but because I was so young I wasn't able to learn that and so I think, you know, if you want to be a really good language educator, it's really important that you sit down with your old people and you spend lots of time with them and you learn about language and you learn about country and you learn about culture. And the only way that we can do that is by taking the time to sit down with those old people and, uh, and, and not taking them for granted. Thank you for listening to YarnQuest. If you'd like to submit your own story or feature on YarnQuest, you can email us on yarnquest at awesomeblack.org or find us on Instagram at yarnquest underscore. This is an Awesome Black podcast hosted by Brooke Scobie and Uncle Mott, starring YarnQuest kids from all over the continent, executive producer Jade Goodwin, produced by Tully DeVries and Brooke Scobie, edited by Brooke Scobie and mixed by Travis DeVries.
awesomeblack.org. Comedy, culture, fun. First Nations owned. Supported by you.